Hey, welcome to In Bed with Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy, classics, and more. I'm Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to see more of us, you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, or on Instagram at inbedwithbookspod. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, What are we talking about today? Let's find out. All right. So there's this, okay, what I consider to be a very unappreciated movie. It's called The Spy Who Dumped Me. It's Scott Mila Kunis and uh, Kate McKinnon. And the whole premise is that, like, they're kind of almost 30 and um, Kate McKinnon's character is very eccentric and they've been friends for years. And Mila Kunis is very, like, the entire time, the her kind of arc is, like, um, that she isn't going anywhere, like, quote-unquote, isn't going anywhere. She's almost 30 and she, like, doesn't have a bed frame, right? Right. Um, first of all, amazing buddy <laughs> movie frame. <laughs> between these two. I, I was at the time that I watched it, so I was like, "Oh my god, I don't have a bed frame." Um, it's a very good buddy movie. Two really close girlfriends. I highly recommend it. It does remind them, like they remind me of us a little bit. Yeah, but we are not nearly as cool as Kate McKinnon and Mila Kunis together. I don't know. Um, we might be. We could potentially be, but Kate McKinnon. Um, I don't know who that is. I have to figure it out. Anyways, go she on. was from SNL. She's mm-hmm. very funny. Um, slight tangent with that. She does this thing that not a lot of female comedians do, which is like she's not afraid to be ugly. Oh, yeah, that's so. Nice. I think it's it's so nice refreshing. when like comedians will kind of talk about like you know insecurities and stuff. But when she's on mm-hmm. SNL, like she just fucking goes crazy. Yeah, she does the bit where it's always the like the abductees having their like interview, and they talk about like this ray of light, and she talks about like aliens like coddling or like not coddling fondling her um total tangent for what i'm going for nice but uh so they kind of accidentally fall into this like spy story Mm -hmm. because of mila kunis's ex i realize it's not a very good sell for this movie but it is actually a really funny movie okay we'll have to watch it for watch party or something i've thought about that because it's really good um but yeah, uh, other things I've been watching lately, because like, I just rewatched that a few weeks back. Beef, which we just had our whole episode on revenge, right? Mm-hmm. I wish that I'd watched Beef beforehand, because that is exactly what we were talking about. It is such a good show. Highly recommend. As of recording this, it has not been renewed for season two, and I desperately hope it is because it needs a next season yeah so the show revolves around danny cho and amy lau who are like from very different uh tax brackets danny cho is very low income he's like kind of trying to get by he's got a small business contractor stuff and amy lau is the wife of the son of a very famous japanese artist and she has her own like plant business that took off and Mm -hmm. everything right and they get in a little road rage incident in a parking lot and they like chase each other down the street in their cars because they have clearly just had the worst days possible and then like come in contact with each other mm-hmm. and this takes place over nearly like nine months nine or ten probably close to a year actually um because for the first couple of months they're like going after each other like he pretends he's somebody else gets into her house 
pisses all over her bathroom because he finds out who she is. The video of the road rage incident is like going around and like they're both scared that it's going to ruin their lives and everything. She um, she puts like, well, the, one of the least terrible things that she does, she puts out bad Yelp reviews for him online. And I then she's that. like, yeah, it's such like a suburban mom thing when to do. People are like, like, I've never used Yelp in my life, but I love that people like use it. And then they like use it against people. <laughs> like, Would I do it? No. But when somebody really knows how to use it, it's fun. It's powerful. Yeah. It is powerful. Um, so like for the first couple of months, they're really going at each other. And the thing is, when I was thinking back, as I'm like watching through this, she does such worse things to him. <laughs> And the thing, I don't want to spoil anything. So kind of what I've mentioned is like in the commercials and everything. It's so bad. It's like, it's not a bad show. It's an excellent show. But like you're watching these people deteriorate in front of your eyes. And it's so painful sometimes. Like Wuthering Heights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what it is. Um, so at the very end, they... How do I say this without spoiling for anyone listening? Because it is like a relatively new show. Um, At the very end, kind of like the last few episodes, the lines between them trying to get revenge against each other and them trying to help each other start to get really blurred, which is what mm-hmm. you can expect from the show, like going into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And I think they played it really excellently because I think I've talked about before, like, I have this kind of, like, line for my enemies to lovers. There's only so many things I can take where I'm still, like, believing that they're going to be lovers, you know? Yeah. And it starts out on this show so far past that line. Right. Like, like at the beginning, as much as I went into this wanting, like, an enemies to lovers, I was like, this is just too far. And then slowly, like, little things happen, and they inch forward, and they inch forward, until, like, the very end. Because it's like they're both so good. So you're both starting at, like, 10, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Well, they're both starting at, like, a 7, and then they both hit, like, a 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come back. Um, Yeah, so really good show. The, The two leads. Ali Wong is a fucking amazing comedian. She is, I like her. Yeah, she's fucking hilarious. And I think I've said it for many years, but like comedians make the best drama actors at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Robin because Williams. They... Oh my God, yes. And then what's his name who was in The Office and then played in A Quiet Place? Steve Carell. Like he wrote that. Oh, John Krasinski. Yes, yeah. Like, I think that's how he was. Because they know how to play with human emotion more, mm-hmm. like with the spectrum of human emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked um, about that before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've done another podcast, but we've definitely talked about that. And I think she is so excellent in this. And not like, so uh, Danny Cho is played by, I think his last name is pronounced Yoon, but Stephen Yoon. And he is excellent as well because his character, she does worse stuff, but I think there's points when I hate him more, mm-hmm. but he plays it so well. Nice. So highly recommend. It's only 10 episodes. So What, what is it called? Beef. It's an A24, so, like, you can expect it to be a little psychological, a little nasty a couple of times, but nothing 
terrible what's it on to, you know netflix cool that little free marketing for them so what am i watching i don't even know oh i've been watching a lot of um i'm exploring my childhood and i've been watching a lot of cartoons i used to watch so i oh, watched nice. okay. fern gully because oh, it's oh. free on youtube by the way we also watched all dogs go to heaven which is not as oh, good no. a movie as you know <laughs> as you as you thought it was when you were a kid uh I refused to watch that movie I watched it freshman year and I realized the dog did die oh yeah so, well it's like I love Marie the girl the little girl yeah uh she's my favorite and I love itchy but Charlie's awful he's just like not a good person I and mean, he gets to be better right because then he earns going to heaven and stuff yeah. But the I, but it's just like watching it as an adult. I was just kind of like, uh, this is kind of a weird movie. <laughs> like the music, definitely a weird. fever dream. <laughs> it is. It's like a fever dream, exactly. The um, um I also watched uh the Lamb Before Time. I uh, I am a Don Bluth bitch. I love yeah. everything he makes. I don't know what it is. I've and I told Milo. I said. I always gravitate towards the pitiful male protagonist. <laughs> oh God. Like Littlefoot, Fievel. I had a Fievel stuffed animal. I had a Pinocchio stuffed animal. I had, um, uh, I love Littlefoot. In fact, the scene where he, he gets hatched is probably one of the most beautiful things. I love it so much. <laughs> I know I'm getting like really... <laughs> And then I love it. It's just, he's just so cute. And it's just such, oh, and just watching that movie, The Land Before Time, like back when they took time with things. Yeah. And the art and the music is just beautiful. And like the voices, like Ducky. Mm -hmm. ugh, I just love it. We need to go back to more 2D cartoon movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one, because you do get more artistry like that. Fern Gully is a really good example um Thumbelina is one of my favorite love Thumbelina that is yes. another one I need to watch um the what is it called the Black Cauldron another very good example of like the the details in all of these things are just so much better and nowadays they just pump out like these coding ones with uh like the computer generated yeah and not that they're bad I think that's the thing is like really frustrating is that like the artists who do these are not bad artists yeah. But companies like Disney and Pixar and DreamWorks make them pump them out so fast yeah, that they can't be quality. And actually, Disney's been getting a lot of shit for that lately mm -hmm. in, like, the media because of that very reason. Like, you get really bad CGI, like She-Hulk. Yeah. I wanted to watch She-Hulk. Yeah. I think it's a great premise. Yeah. But I just... The Uncanny Valley. I can't. Yeah. It's too... No. I did watch The Little Mermaid with nice. the girls because I um babysat my nieces we watched Land Before Time and Little Mermaid they loved Land Before Time I mean it's yeah. amazing that these like movies because that one was um released in 1989 mm -hmm. that these movies are still like captivating because they're baby movies yeah. like you yeah they, they don't mind if it takes time like if they're taking their time because everything every every little detail facial expressions like there's so much empathy that they learn from like yeah that um 
and then uh what was another one i watched i can't remember but thumbelina i definitely need to watch that love that movie. i haven't oh, watched yeah. it in years could not tell you the plot but i remember like yeah, same. <laughs> the images like i remember yeah. the, the vibe i'm like flying over the lake yeah the river yeah. and like the sparkles yeah, so good yeah yeah um i love don bluth as also because his animation is incredibly vivid and like colorful yeah. and dark like it's very emotional and i think that's why i always like gravitated towards it um and he made a very, very attractive man and then didn't change that man for any of his movies if you look at like the male leads and most of his movies, they are the same exact, but they just have like different, slightly different details. Like something's changed slightly different, like the hair color. Which, or, like, which the... men? Um, here. Because he did a lot of animals. He did The Secret of Men. Yeah. Oh God, he did, what was it? Um. Oh, that one. So he did Anastasia. That's right. And the, the ironic thing, so... Anastasia, I know off the top of my head, and then it's I want to say the one the boy from Thumbelina. Mm-hmm. So Dimitri and that kid. Yeah. It's Dimitri but blonde. Yeah. The ironic thing is that like nowadays we have this problem with like all of the female leads and like the 3D CGI cartoons yeah. look like the same. So like Anna and Elsa look the same. And yeah. When you look at Encanto, they all actually look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. I'm just going to send you this picture, this tweet, because it puts them all right next to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it in the chat here, and you will see exactly what I mean. Who's the guy in the middle? Is that Atlantis or something? No, that's not Atlantis. He says it at home. The guy who, Titan AE. I don't know oh, that is. that is such a good movie. I forgot he did that. I'll have to look yeah, they all have the the long top hair, that thing in the nineties. Yeah, that's the uh the middle part fringe. Yeah, the middle part. Mm-hmm. There's also that troll movie. Do you remember the troll movie? That's animated that he did, and it was like he had a green thumb. Magic troll. Let's just look up movie Don Blue movies. This is an episode where we're going to talk about sex in media. So eventually, per- yes, particular. But books. first, we have to get through our childhood. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, troll in Central Park. Yep. I did not see that one. He also did. There's oh, there's um, Chant not Chanticleer. I loved The Secret of Nim though. So good. So I don't know which one you're talking I about. I love Jeremy the crow yeah he gets tangled in the string Mm -hmm. i love him so much um okay let me i have to look um rock a doodle that one was weird I i had weird dreams about that one as a kid he didn't make very many films, but he used to work for Disney and then he left mm-hmm. and then he started his own company and they did um I think his first movie was his first big hit was The Secret of Nim. That's the one that like had really good was really um had a good reception. I think that was the first one after he 
left, left Disney. Yeah. Yeah. And then the land before time came out the same year as a little mermaid did for Disney. So it was like, they were having this little war. He does a lot of background design for things. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure see. I saw that penguin movie. Surf's up. No, the pebble and the penguin. He's still working. He's still doing stuff. Good, he should. Yeah. Well, like, okay, the sword and the stone, that is one of Disney's best from that age. And so it does not surprise me at all that he was involved in that. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So the last one that he did with Disney was here we go, Fox and the Hound. Yeah. See, and he which has his his I know he's an animator, but he's also he's an animation instructor, but he's also a director. Mm -hmm. His movies always had like a lot of really poignant, like emotional, like Fox and the Hound is one of like traumatizing. It's trauma. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Actually, it doesn't surprise me that he worked on that then since he did All Dogs Go to Heaven as well. Yeah. So just ruining my my emotional state at all times of my life yes it all goes back to don Bluth. yeah okay okay just get a couple of our flavors down get the flavor the male flavors <laughs> yeah male flavor today we are talking about sex yeah let's talk about sex makes it sound like a pbs special <laughs> yeah pbs public yeah yeah public broadcasting <laughs> brought to you by viewers like you do you remember that lady that used to be on in the middle of the night on like pbs or something and she would talk about sex no she she was cool See, my middle of the night was nick at night well this was like something i stumbled upon at my grandma's house because she was the only one that had like full cable and I was staying the yeah. night in her living room and I was like oh this is interesting and then I had to turn it all the way down so that no one could hear it you know because so I was like because yeah. I was just like what is she talking about she like talk about toys and stuff like it was really interesting I, I forget she has a name and she's like some kind of idol I'm sure if you know who she is out there you tell us <laughs> Milo would know <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, but sex in books, sex in books that we've read, sex in books that we've yeah. read together mainly, but yes, not excluding other books <laughs> that we've read. Um, yes. <laughs> um, to preface, this is something that we had kind of talked about before hitting record on this. Um, you and I have very different thresholds of like quality plot to quality smut ratios mm -hmm. and i think in that way we have some differing opinions yeah um but also surprisingly some very very same opinion <laughs> oh yeah i mean we we kind of love the same kind of stuff that happens in the sex yeah i think this, there's no problems with the sex. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the thing is like, you tend to, I think, hold on, scratch that, reverse it. I have a very low tolerance for smut without good plot. Mm -hmm. 
I think you have a slightly higher tolerance for that than I do. Yeah. And I think part of that is like, we're trying to get very different things out of books sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get stakes plus like the, the high of sex, you know? Yeah. Whereas so. I just, I'm more invested in the characters and the, the relationship and the sex and the plot is just kind of like a nice way to make it more intense. See, I would include the characters and their relationship in the plot. Yeah. But for me, like the, what happens outside of their relationship isn't as important for me. Whereas That's you fair. do like to have kind of like stakes because sometimes the plot is just their relationship, right? And yeah. Sometimes I mean, we read a lot more. We read romance. Yeah. So like that is kind of like, there is a little bit of a gray area about like what's what in that respect, exactly. I think. Yeah. Um, and so that being said, I feel like it's also not always I, easy. Because I think about some of the stuff that I read outside of the podcast, and I think you would get bored. Probably. You know? Like, okay, there's so not as much going on outside of their relationship, and you kind of like, need more. I love, I love, exactly. Like, if I'm just you reading know? a book, like, on a Saturday afternoon, I would like plot. I would like stakes and things like that. But if I'm reading, like, late at night, and you know my phone's almost and all dead the, so and all of the doors are closed and the and the doors the are, closed, are closed and the lights are low and my phone has to charge like yeah I, I would definitely read smut and I've done that you know what I mean yeah. like I read it for porn but we've also but talked about how like I'll read some like sh crazy shit like in public and you're like I can't do that well and it's not even like it's just I don't want to anymore <laughs> no I know like you're like you're not that you can't do that or you haven't done that but like it makes you uncomfortable whereas like that's what I want I want to like bring that with me everywhere you know that's fair yeah I think part of like I'm a bad liar if I have to do it right off the bat too so if somebody just comes up to me and they're like what are you reading my initial reaction is actually stop talking to me I'm reading yeah but I can't just say that yeah fuck off yeah like that is my actual internal that's what I want to say um but yeah it's like if somebody comes up to me and they ask and then I give them a recommendation if they read the recommendation then what happens <laughs> um yeah yeah I think so yeah just to to preface all of this is like we have very different thresholds which, for which I love because because then we can come at this like from different sides yeah like because when we I was thinking okay like what am I going to talk about or like what what do I think about when I think of like sex in books I think about the men and like yeah. the different flavors right yeah <laughs> different colors of the rainbow like and you're like how and you're thinking more about like how does it work with the plot and move the plot yeah. forward and like that's more interesting to you so I love that it's like we're just we're just gonna like go through our own experiences with it yeah yeah um okay so do you have any like first thoughts or like anywhere you want to start um <clears throat> no okay I'll start you you take the reins on this episode the revenge episode was for me this oh really okay yeah <laughs> okay so the first thing that I think of is the men, right? I just said that. Yeah. So I have listed five men that came to mind quite quickly that we have talked in great depth 
about like the scenes and like and then there's reasons why like you love Castile I love like Resand more Mm -hmm. um and um obviously too like the women do bring something but as like the main character and usually in their point of view we have to kind of be like a blank slate like they can't really well, it's like we don't hear specifically what they're doing. We hear what the guy's doing to them. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, Poppy likes to stab Castile. I feel like there's other women that would do but, the same. <laughs> but we don't hear, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to shit on any of the main characters. I don't think the main characters that we have are necessarily blank slates, but I think like, we get a majority of the sex scenes from their point of view and they're less yeah. detailed about what they're doing and more about like what they're responding to. Yeah. And I mean, I guess what I mean by like blank slate is um, we're supposed to kind of insert ourselves a little bit in that, especially in a sex scene. I feel like yeah. if you, um, if you put too much on the person you're supposed to be kind of like stepping into the shoes of you tend to like alienate the reader and so i think whereas the the men there's a degree of that right like they have to be they can't you know they have to we have to like them yeah they can't be human you know they can't be like they can't make that many mistakes (laughs) well the thing is like if we hear about the hair pulling in a sex scene they don't say the color of their hair yeah they just say they pulled my hair and i really like to and she's another thing um that would be worth mentioning which is i really appreciate when authors don't go in too much detail about the size of the woman of the main character yeah. um and if they do it's not like in a night like like and what i mean by like they're not human like characters are not human because a normal oh, human yeah. would be constantly like upset with how they look and like all of these yeah. things. And like, that's not what we want to read. Um, we want to read someone receiving praise for how they look. And there's no, I think the, the only real character that has a really distinct look is probably Bryce. Yeah. So it's funny you say that. Cause I remember when we first started reading blood and ash very early on, I was like, online for it obviously because you get into it and then you have to look everything up right and I remember there being some like hubbub in the community because people were drawing Poppy really really thin mm-hmm. and then Jennifer Armantrop came out and very explicitly said like that is not how I depicted her in fact there is multiple times throughout the yeah. books where I mention and the thing is she never explicitly explicitly says that she's fat Mm -hmm. but she says it in these kind of like you can see by the way that she compares herself a couple of times but not detrimentally or the way that like castile comments on her body is like Mm -hmm. curvy and like voluptuous and maybe not that word because i don't think that word gets used very much but like there is this like weight Mm -hmm. to her she's not just like yeah floating away in the wind yeah exactly and she does um, have red hair and scars. Yeah. So like in terms of like body, yeah, I would say she has a lot of, which I guess, which isn't to say that like we don't hear anything about the girl's size, but it's not something that is just 
explained right off the bat like it would like a male character yeah male love interest you know where it's like oh he was tall and he was brooding and had dark wavy hair or something you know whereas like the woman you kind of have to learn bit by bit we learn about the main character as the yeah exactly the story goes on like as the little experiences happen um but yeah bryce too is like we never explicitly learn that she's fat and i don't think moss has had to exactly like come out and say anything like like armin shout did but the consensus with art is very clear yeah because because there's that well she wasn't she could never be about she could never dance because of her body type um yeah and um there's references to her ass mm-hmm. and then there's also and to her boobs yeah and her boobs so um so yeah I mean I would say I think other characters like Feyre's very like I would say body wise pretty blank slate we don't know that much um mm-hmm. even Nesta um other than their hair we know Nesta's taller but that's about it yeah yeah um but like and I don't say that to be like, but yeah, we do hear about their bodies, but to be like, yeah, we yeah. hear about it in this almost like yeah. secondary way. Yeah, exactly. Like we don't know what Bryce's body shape actually is. We just know like, it's not good for ballet. And we know that like a couple of these couple of details. And we, we kind don't of actually... know how she feels in her body, which I think is the most Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is a huge part when it comes to the sex scenes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that's worth mentioning. I forgot where I was going before that, but the, the men kind of bring a specific flavor to the sex scenes Yeah, that I think we would all agree are very different and varying lovely degrees. Um, I would say on my list of the five men that I wrote down, which I know there are more that I have not thought of, but we're just going to start here. And if you have any to add, yeah, of course, be my guess. Resand, obviously my first love. Yeah. Um, he, I loved him because he's like such a tease and like really had that like mental, like flirting play, which comes mm-hmm. across in the sex scenes as well. And then you have, um, oh, what I love is there's that that scene when they're in the cabin. And I think it was that weekend after she like served him food. So like she completed like that mating ritual and yeah. they like painted, they were like covered in paint and stuff. And then there was um, when they, after they bathed and then they went back into the room he was he came and it was so powerful that like it shook the mountains and that's what i'm talking about (laughs) you know what i mean like that is only like yeah there's other people who have power but not like that was like a specific like kind i think i don't know yeah no that's fair like that i i'm down exhibitionist exhibitionism yeah i think you get a lot more of that in fantasy romance than you do in just like normal romance no matter how smutty it is yeah um i will say though like as much as i love like like i love a tail you know i didn't think i'd be like that but i love a tail Mm -hmm. and i love Mm -hmm. wings and everything the shaking the mountain i was just like okay (laughs) yeah it was kind of cliche 
a little bit because it yeah. was just like he roared you know uh what well, i like that was the, that was the first time someone roared in a book for me I was, okay that's fair it's, it's your like, first it's your first yeah like, oh. um my first fantasy romance stuff was like with explicit smut was the hollows mm-hmm. and it's good i'm excited Yes, I'm excited for it to get saucier for you. Yeah. Um. One of my okay, and I don't know how you feel about this, but my mountain shaking roar was the shadow sex in A Light in the Flame. The first one, I think it was the first one, but it was uh, between Sarah and Nikdos. Oh. <sighs> when so he, she's just in her room and she like she sees like a shadow in her room when she's at his place oh and then she like touches herself and then she feels other things and then she feels him touching her yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty hot yeah <laughs> yeah um but the only reason the mountain didn't do it for me is because it feels like one of those moments when it's like and this is not a universal this is again this is just like we've got differing opinions on things yeah is that it's like you know, in, in like older fantasy when it's like, he stuck it in me and I came. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> there is buildup, obviously. So like, it's not the same situation, yeah. but I was just like, I wanted more from that scene. And then he roared. It's like, give me more sex. Yeah. And then the payoff. Yeah. I mean, um, the best sex scene for me was the, in the, the inn. Oh God. Yeah. And they oh, didn't oh, yeah. have sex. Yeah. Because he stopped her. Why? Because that was the payoff, though. The mount, the mountain yeah. shaking was because yeah. he says, "When I fuck you, I everyone will hear it." And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then they did, and then he did, and I'm sure everyone did. Like, you know what That's I mean? Fair. Yeah. And so I feel like that was like that was like the what we were waiting for. That makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and I just love, oh, that was just so hot that he would just like, was like, let me take care of you. And then he's just, he, uh, yeah. Cause she just wanted to, she wanted to eat him alive, but he wouldn't yes. let her. <laughs> what a brat. <laughs> <laughs> um, little tease. Yeah. I, I, tease. I will say, I think Nick Jose is probably my favorite sex man <laughs> sex man sex man i like that so Thank what you. i wrote what i wrote next to nictus was virgin not that yes. it is a characteristic of his sex but it does in the in the sex scenes that we got he did not have experience which i think says a lot yeah <laughs> he's starting at like a 10 to begin yeah. with yeah i don't um, know how also primal like yes. on so many levels yeah the growling the like when he's taking her from behind and then he just bites her neck but he doesn't pierce anything he just bites her mm-hmm. like an animal mm-hmm. like i shouldn't be that into it mm-hmm. but here we are mm-hmm. here we are yep when he takes yeah. her down by the pool on that table yeah yes and they like almost bring the building down yeah, I mean, he was just <laughs> everything and more. There yeah. was 
this comment that someone made when before uh shadow in shadow and the ember came out someone had like read it before it came out and stuff and was like it was like a quote and they said they were like who's castile like <laughs> they were like <laughs> nick just had just like yeah you know yeah who's castile when there's nictos yeah and i was like so excited for that because i was like how can you top castile the blood sex i know because you really liked him and what i wrote oh, to him was he's very sensual yeah um he's very patient mm-hmm. because she was a virgin and like i love like god that first book is just magic because they have like the fingering scene with oh my like god Karen i know the, the grinding under the willow tree oh my god <laughs> i like, he's just so he's just like such a good he's just so patient but then it can get really intense right like the blood sex for blood for sex yes yes i okay so kind of like the difference or i guess okay i've got two thoughts <laughs> two separate thoughts um one going back to your comment about like learning about bodies and everything castile being so sensual makes the like reservations that poppy has about her virginity and then also her body yeah she's been taught to not be okay with it yeah it makes it so much better like that is exactly what that character needs yeah and what like we need to read that kind of scene Mm -hmm. um but then also like the the reason that nyctos is better than castile and i'll say that because as much as i love castile's characters sex-wise at the very least nyctos is way better um it's because it always seems like he's holding back because he doesn't want to be too like mm-hmm. animal like he doesn't want to be too primal yeah ironically because he's a primal and you're like no please for the love of god let go yeah like give her everything mm-hmm. give us everything we yes. want him to so bad and yes. he still hasn't really he's kind of let mm. it out a little bit but he's still like easing up to it yeah and that makes it hot yeah it gives us something to look forward to gives us yeah. something to stick around for oh definitely <sighs> yeah okay and then the other so the other two men on my list are cassian yes because I feel like he brings a certain speaking of animals yeah I do think so he's he's a bit more of a brute strength Mm -hmm. like the big guy right yeah I feel like he's about like claiming like he doesn't want anyone you know yeah and he knows Nesta is like his equal and then I love that he's able to like push her. Mm-hmm. Like they have really good like angry sex and stuff. Like yeah, you know, there's a lot of like you can hit me because I can take it. Yeah, like they rest. They'll wrestle. You know. Yeah, they're gonna wrestle. They're they're gonna work out and then start fucking in the gym kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like when when she, she he doesn't have to fear her anger. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he's the fucking brute squad like yeah 
And that was another thing I was going to mention about Resand, which is he's such an exhibitionist because there's several times where he like, not only in um, the Court of Nightmares, but they like fuck while, they, while they're flying. Yep. Stuff like that. Like, I love that. I'm um, into that. But also under I'm there the for mountain. Resand. <laughs> yeah. Under the mountain. He puts her in that outfit and like oh yeah yeah he likes to play with his food he does like to play with his food. i'm into that I, I get that like we weren't supposed to like him then or whatever but yeah. like but there was, was something like, interesting about that you were like yeah what's this guy about yeah yeah it was and also like i don't know like pharah pharah didn't her not liking it wasn't because of like her own embarrassment necessarily you know like she wasn't what's the word like i guess insecure something a little bit like that like she wasn't insecure in herself yeah it was more the like the wine and all of that yeah it was the wine and yeah 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 Yeah. so it was like it wasn't that bad actually yeah it wasn't in my opinion yeah um and we all love Reese anyway so clearly we got over it yeah we got over it yeah I think the next sex god would be Adrian yeah we got we got a lot in the book first book and he's more of like Dom yeah like yeah yeah Yeah. um and what's what's kind of hot about it too which we later learn spoilers if you haven't read queen of myth myth and monsters that they had been in a relationship before when she Mm -hmm. was the witch before she died 200 years ago so he knows what she likes (laughs) yeah so it's kind of like this magic relationship that she falls into right where like all of a sudden he knows how to like push every thing right and do everything right and she's like super into it so and like she's not a virgin either Mm -hmm. she's got some experience to begin with yeah and so there there wasn't as much as we love that kind of like back and forth with like castile and poppy and nikdos and sarah it was very very nice to also just like jump into something where where like they're both on even ground yeah um another one for me and i'm gonna add to the list real quick yes please do um I haven't finished reading it yet because we're reading it for a future episode. I but, was just going to uh, mention him. Wrath, yes. Kingdom of the Feared. When they finally consummate, like... Fuck. I can't even put into words how hot it was. Yeah. His tenderness while he's just, like, fucking her. Like, it wasn't... They weren't making love. They were fucking. Yeah so good yeah so good he's just hot oh he is like he's just so hot i was and then okay he is kind of the most like castile yeah but he's a little bit more like sinister in like a hot way yeah there's that same like resisting the animal element with him because leading into that scene he's very hesitant to actually consummate with her Mm mm-hmm 
he keeps like reassuring he's like are you sure and she's like taking his pants he's like are you sure are you positive i need to know that you're positive in this that you yeah. know everything that's gonna happen when we do this and she's like shut up fuck me and yeah. he just lets go oh yeah yeah one honorable mention i will make for the women yeah. is amelia is the hottest yeah after this book i mean i'm about halfway through but like yeah she's one of the few main character females that we get like her explicit desires like yeah and like what she's into and like what she likes and like that scene with her in the pearl skirt yes i was like, just jesus that, fucking yes. christ like he like wrath wasn't even there like he was across the room like that's yeah. hot you know yeah she's good. and she just she's great she's talking about like the way that she's using lust's influence to her yeah. advantage even though he's trying to not do that yeah he's trying she's to like, like distracted and ugh. yep that's but she's so not like she's still doing yeah. what she needs to do and then she's just like also while she's like essentially doing like a reconnaissance for their investigation yeah describing the feeling of the pearls on various parts of her body 10 out of 10 yes yes yeah mm. um and then i will say to rip yeah oh yeah dirty fucking mouth yes i will never get i will never forget it <laughs> yeah i i need to reread that scene i need to, yes yep you know bookmark i that wish too. that like the plot had just been better for me to like yeah this is one of those instances where it it didn't like yeah it didn't um hit the standard your standards in that way yeah and it's like not like i've got such high standards or something but like I don't think it's a book that you can just like read gradually. I think it's a book you have to zoom through like like fan but, fiction or something. Yeah, I was going to say what's the um word for it like it didn't um didn't hit all of your you know? Yeah, like it it felt like things could have been condensed plot-wise. Yeah. yeah. Because the first two books really felt like they could have just been one book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was just something that just did not land for me at all. The sex yeah. did. The sex landed really well. Uh, very hot sex, but not exactly a plot really? that I was ever fully invested in. Yeah. So I really like Rip. I do think he was kind of a a Cassie or not a Cassian, a resand with a dirty mouth. Yeah. yeah. Um we need more of that. More dirty mouths. Yes, yes. please. Yeah. Please, Lord. <laughs> Why yeah. are the men so quiet? <laughs> well, you gotta listen to the books. Just get the audiobook for the sex scenes. Oh, I do. I do. And I love that was that was like really great because I was listening to that book yeah. with Rip. Yeah. And it was like hearing it and I was like, oh my God. And I was like taking a walk. <laughs> like, oh shit. See, I listened to all of Akatar and I thought it like for me, they didn't feel quiet. Yeah, that's true. She does a she does a really good job of 
like Nyctos is probably really quiet. Castile is not as quiet, but I feel like Nyctos probably growls more, like does yeah. like sounds like grunts yeah, and he's, things, he's but he's doesn't gotta, talk. He's got to like kind of get it out of him a little bit more. Yeah, he's got to feel more comfortable with it. He's still a baby in that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think, uh, like, yeah, Moss is really good at like using dialogue to kind of move the sex scene like forward really well nice like that one of especially with nesta and cassian yes because they're because that's the whole point is they're back and forth the way yeah the headboard oh yeah yeah so I put your hands on the headboard, hold on tight, and then the chapter ends. <laughs> I had to fuck me. I had to pause. I was just like, oh. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I I distinctly remember I was working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I heard the chapter end and I was like, pause. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I gotta I gotta breathe. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to this right now. Mm-hmm. And for no other reason than like my heartbeat was going so fast at that point that I was like, I have to, I have to go for a walk. I have to do something. I can't be sitting. I have to, ex- I have to exert something. There's yeah. that also that one, um, of Reese when Farah comes back from the spring court, and he take he she takes a bath and he just watches her. And then there's, I think, phantom hands all, all over her body that he magics or something. I don't remember that, but I and then, and then she gets out of the bath and she's all clean. And then he magics like the natural sweat on back onto her, you know, like a just a little bit, you know, <laughs> I don't know why that's hot. <laughs> I'd be so pissed if I just bathed and somebody put sweat back on me. Well, it would be like, it was just like, just enough to like, she had like a smell, you know, because she was pretty gross. She was like traveling with Lucian and stuff and like, no, that's fair. She was super dirty and smelled. And so he like wanted her scent back, which I thought was sweet. Um, I really like the scene. I want to say it's with Castile, but it could be with Nyctos. I cannot remember. I th- actually no, it was, it was Nyctos when he like dries her off with the towel oh yeah the bath scene and like the bath scenes and all yes yes like i'm supposed to believe that you're not in love with her and you're doing these things yeah normal people don't wash the hair of people they don't love come on buddy yeah yeah and then dry them centrally with that towel like don't tell me you're not getting off on this yeah he 100 going back to your chambers and yeah and shadow fucking yourself yeah because <laughs> because then he creeps back in little creeper and shadow fucks her yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um oh god i love that that part when he is there there's a tenderness and like the balances the mm-hmm. like and that's the tenderness Armin's... of the bathing with yes. like the primalness of of biting her neck while fucking her from behind yes armin trout is really good at like the sensual yeah like aftercare oh yes like yes setting the mood um i think not not to compare her to mass moss but like 
I just feel like there's just some, there's just something there with that. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, when, um, Castile kind of re- references her body is even that touch of sensuousness, like, yeah. And then, um, uh, that's why wrath really felt like Castile to me because like when he like draws the bath for her and stuff like that's a very yeah. Armin, Armin Trout. I mean, you know, they have baths in, in, uh, Akatar too. I just, I don't know. There's just something the way she I writes f- it. I don't know what it is. She really keeps that tenderness in there, which I yeah, think is a tenderness. big difference. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just very different styles because it's mm-hmm. like in Armin Trout, you get that very active aftercare after scenes whereas mm-hmm. like looking at nesta and cassian the aftercare is the book itself yes like it's not scene specific it's just like we get this payoff of like nesta healing and coming yes. into herself a little bit more and like helping her sister and so that is a much different like that is like an arc leading to this kind of like aftercare almost interesting yeah i never thought where of it we get way. to like we get to go through that rage with her mm-hmm and then at the very end, we get to, like, breathe with her. Yeah. Um. And then you also get that sense of, like, relationship aftercare of, like, they go training the next day. Yeah. And they kind of, like, not that they really have a lot of conversations at the beginning, but, like, at least they know. There's this sense of comfort that, like, okay, they kind of know where they stand with each other. Yeah. You know, that they're not he's not just fucking her and forgetting about her yeah because ironically it's that she's just fucking him and she's trying to forget about him yeah and so we get that through her opening up a little bit more which is why that book is so dependent on her healing process yes which is the plot um yeah exactly exactly yeah Um, that's why it's my favorite because i always love like that character development and i love it when the book is based off of that yeah that's the like main plot line is my favorite yeah which i think kind of goes back to like we were talking about with eclipse which is like the books and the movies have like such different plot focuses yeah and so like the payoff is so different yeah which is one reason i'm really scared for the hulu version of akatar <laughs> yeah um but what was i gonna say well of uh, do you have any more men left no okay I was going to add Wrath, but we did talk about him, so. Yeah. Um, Okay, but something that I wanted to do, which I think is going to be terribly, terrible and terribly fun. Um, We're going to go through some euphemisms that people have used for body parts. Yes, this is important. Yeah, this is important work that we're doing here. Yes, exactly. One second here. Do you have the link open? I do. Oh god. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, I have not read these. Okay. So let's just go from the top. We just get first first impressions. Rod. <laughs> I've never heard uh of- real quick, just to reference what we're pulling this from. We're pulling this from a book riot article. Listicle. Yeah. Um Rod is not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't say it's ideal because it does um, like conjure this very thin image. It conjures something that might hurt though. 
yeah like it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it would go in very easily like it would feel very good it's, you know it sounds like it would go in a little too easy to me like yeah like when I think of rod I think of something very like tiny yeah and then it can just like wiggle around <laughs> yeah <laughs> not supposed to do that yeah it's not supposed to do that manhood that's not bad that's just that's member, just what it's called yeah member is very common and it's also More very common. bland yeah like member i want to say specific <laughs> yeah and it's also like a finger is technically your member is this some club <laughs> yeah I want to read the rest of what this says too. It says it's always throbbing and maybe a sign of priapism. Get that checked out. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like yeah. it's, it sounds very patho like pathological, like medical term. Yeah. Nub. Uh, next one is nub, which I think is typically used uh, for, <clears throat> sorry, for the <laughs> clitoris. Oh, yeah. But every time I see it, all I think of is, like, food. Because you can get, like, chocolate chips or little, like, chips of things, and they call them nubs. So my mom... Or things like that. Yeah, like cacao nibs or something. Yeah. My mom used to always call um, when she... It was, like, the day the day after she shaved her legs, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, you have, like, the, the little nubbins. The little... <laughs> The hair is just like really short. She calls oh. them nubbins. So what? that's what I think of. Ew. So I'm like, that is, yeah, that would be a terrible thing to think of. Yeah. Um, love button. No. No. Moving on. No. Gross. Yeah. Still wrapped in velvet. I've never actually read this. I see people complain about it a lot, but I've never, I've never this read must this. Be, this must be one of those like old Fabio books, you know? Or it was like in a that. fan fiction somewhere and like, made it to enough this people yeah enough people have like read it accidentally or like it went slightly viral or something like that and now yeah. we're all cursed That's so man root i if i ever read that burn the book i'm against book burnings but i'd burn that one man root do you just plant a penis and you get a man or do you plant a man and you get a penis sex missile and then the no. the description is um unnerving an object that is forcibly propelled into at a target yeah either by hand or from a mechanical weapon that's not um, sexy not at all if going back to rod like if i read that that just sounds painful it just sounds painful yeah <laughs> Like, okay, I mean, I've read bad sex scenes before, right? Obviously, because if not every sex scene is good, mm. but when you hear that they're just like pumping a lot, and it's like he went faster and then he went faster, I'm like, how fast is he going? What is he doing? Yeah, it's like that's what sex missile feels like. Yeah, yeah, it's like the sex scene that won't end. Yeah, oh, yeah, glistening orbs. I'm assuming it's referring to boobs. Boobs or butt. I have If it wasn't before. orbs, I don't think I'd be that bothered by it. But there's something about orbs that makes it feel like a man in a fedora wrote it. It makes it seem like a uh, alien. 
Yeah. Like uh, something uh, sci-fi about it. Yeah. Like something um, metamorphic. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be funny oh, if you like, Googled this and it wasn't boobs or butt at all, but it was like a ball sack. Yeah. <laughs> Which is worse. It's absolutely worse. Um, sword sheathed to the hilt. I've heard to the hilt and I've heard, I I've heard to the hilt. Yeah. I have heard like, I don't know where, not, not anything recent. I have heard this term before, but it was not referred to in a sex scene. It was more of like describing it or something, you know? I'm not entirely bothered by this one. If I'm being totally honest, like, yeah, me neither. I think I must've read to the hilt first. Yeah, I've heard if I heard if hilt more than sword to the or hilt. sheathed. Or if, I, if they were like they sheathed, if they sheathed their That's dick into my pot. There's something really <laughs> I, I would not be able to work with sheathed. Really? I love sheathed. There's something really com- there's something really like comforting about that. I don't know why for me. I think it's a nice sounding word. Yeah. But it, I don't it's think it's satisfying. the right word for the situation. Oh yeah. That's true. Hilt is more like it's hitting the cervix. Like you, you get a little bit of that aggressive, like snap. Like you can imagine, like the sword yeah. going into the sheath, like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you, but like to the hilt establishes that we don't need swords Jeez. and sheaths. I can't even. This next one, I, I can't want to say it even. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I don't either. Bisected cleft. What is a cleft? Anyone? A cleft is like. I mean, like, like I know what a cleft like is. Like a cleft chin. So it's like a, a cleft lip. Like, is it talking about the clitoris or the vulva? Right. Either way, it's not hot. Moving on. Or is it like the tip of a penis? Because sometimes they can have like a line. Yeah, the slit. Yeah. Hmm. Not every penis has one, obviously. Some of these I definitely wish I had more context for. And some of them I hope I never get context for. <laughs> okay, Quim. That is one we hear a lot in the 18th century. <laughs> yeah. Quim and cunny, cunny, which feels like the new Gen Z term when they're like, it's serving cunt. Yeah. I love the word cunt. I, I love it. I, I think. Love it better than pussy. I don't like the word pussy at all. Yeah. I think the word like first of all i'm surprised it got taken into like modern lingo with like gay gen zers but i'm also like one i i also like the word better than pussy 100 i feel like it's just in one of those words where it's like you got to use it right you know like some people use it all all together too much i feel like there's like a weight no, to this it, and it, i don't want a precious word it is like a, there's a weight to it that I don't there's want a, to. There's a um, you just have to be very careful with it. It's a yeah, it's a you can't overuse word. it. It's not yeah. like fuck. You can use fuck whenever you want. Yeah, because fuck, fuck applies to so many Cunt exactly means one thing. I and I enjoy it in a sexual context. Yes, yeah. I went. I went to um, vagina monologues in Portland. And I went there because I was following, it was back when I was studying um, women's sexuality in undergrad. And I yeah. followed this gal in um, on Instagram who was, she's just like back when like blogs were a thing. 
she was yeah. just like kind of a sex blogger or whatever and she just talked about herself her like sexuality and stuff and uh, she was in it and I was like oh I want to go down and see it because she lived in Portland and she wrote her own one so like they did some from like the original um mm-hmm. play and then they had ones of like people that people had written so that it's like more modernized and stuff and so she did one and it was called and she it was called cunt and she just sat there with her like legs open and just like saying cunt like a mil- like over and over in like different ways and it was really cool <laughs> i was like i love this word <laughs> yeah intimate folds <laughs> no immediate no there's not even like notes I next to it. I don't like folds. No. Is it just, what have they done with it? Like, I'm fine if it's like they pull things back to expose. They That's like fine. open. You do not need to call them folds. It like, doesn't need to be an unfolding. It's not an envelope, okay? Yeah. Not... <sighs> Get like the You're letter opener. opening a letter. We're yeah. <laughs> with the sharp <laughs> object, the letter opener. <laughs> yeah oh that's my god how no yeah absolutely not cods didn't no never, never heard that. that one and i hope i never read it womb though womb. yes no i have heard this anatomically impossible if i heard this i'd be like what happened to your cervix oh god this is like this must be a monster romance thing probably because when you get into like the breeding kink and stuff the womb becomes very important and then you also have the fantastical element of like, you know, the, <laughs> we're going to get into like <laughs> hentai and stuff, but like. The fantastical element of what? Of, what, <laughs> of, of like the, you know, like an animated porn where you have like the, you can see it like coming out of their stomach, like bumping and stuff, like the womb, like it's hitting the womb when really we're talking about the cervix. So I think the the idea is that it's so deep. And that's when I, I've heard it referred to it. I get that. Heard like, like womb. I don't mind it being deep. Like I don't mind that being the But reference. it doesn't need to be a womb. <laughs> it does not need to be a womb. Like that does not need yeah. to be like the the point of reference. Rosebud. Okay. Again, no. I don't like that. I don't like flowers. Okay, so here's the thing. If we talked about not not and you've come across. So what they're referring to here, I believe, is the vagina, right? Or even like clitoris. the nub, even the nub, the the clitoris, you know? Yeah. Or but nipples. or nipples, yes. In porn, there right, is Milo this just thing. walked in, so oh yay. Okay. Um We're talking about nipples. When you've well, done when you've done too much anal yeah your ass can prolapse right yeah there is porn for that and they refer to it as like a rosebud or like a rose something oh like the the anus yeah like the prolapsed anus oh not specifically because it comes out and it's pink and so like you can use that beautiful word in any way you want but all i'm gonna think about is the time that i was traumatized by porn we've all like there's no safety a little too far down the rabbit we've all clicked a little too far down Pornhub okay and like 
there's just no way to get that image out of your you mind. Don't, you don't come back from that. Yeah. No, you don't. Um, and so there's no way that somebody could describe anything beautiful about a, the female body and me not think of a prolapsed asshole. I don't like Rosebud because, because believe me, I don't mind feeling like delicate, but that yeah. doesn't make me feel good. There's something infantile Petals, about it. There's what infantilizing is that what you said? Yeah, yes. yeah, like infantile about it. Like yes, I think of like cabbage patch like my body kids can't and like them like it. coming out. Yeah, yeah, I'm like uh, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Again, we're into like the alien metamorphic like yeah, weird. Like that's See, the I was one hundred percent. I can't get behind. I would one hundred percent expect Rosebud to be in some kind of like spring fairy smut. Yeah. In which case, there might be a context I could get behind. Potentially, if, I don't know that I ever out could of because nowhere, it is. calling my clitoris or my nipples a rosebud. Yeah, like, no. Fuck off. No. Nope. Aching, Aching core. core. I don't mind that quite as much, no, but it no, has to be leading into things. That one's probably the best one. Yeah. But I don't think of that. Now that I'm thinking about that, I don't think about that as the vagina which I'm sure it's referencing what, what I was thinking was more like when you're getting like leading into the sex scene and they talk about like how they're aching for it and like you can they can feel it in like their lower body and everything like that I can get behind like when the they get into the kind of like the details yeah when they get into the details of their like aching want for it then I'm into it right it's so funny that that would come after rosebud because <laughs> like rosebud we were like fuck rosebud fuck rosebud but aching core like that's fine yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> i know <laughs> i was like i can't say it i'm gonna make her say it <laughs> okay hold on hold on okay love, love canal. canal love canal boats Don't pass through canals canal. <laughs> no, do not dude. call it a canal you know why because the 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 first time i heard reference to the vagina and I, when i mean the vagina i mean the actual like vagina yeah Can canal <laughs> yeah the canal is the is the birth canal yeah that is probably entirely what it's referencing like it's not a different place in the birth canal but what are you doing love does not make that better it doesn't soften no. that it doesn't like make up for the fact that uh yeah yeah that's no no bueno <laughs> because like on the one hand it's like either you're referencing the birth canal which is disgusting i don't want to think about that when yeah. i'm reading sex or the other image is like a canal which is fucking massive mm -hmm. like when a boat's going through a canal do you think the boat is touching both sides of the canal no no this like goes back to Rod, where it's stuffed. like it goes in there and it wobbles. You're not stuffed. Yeah, no. I, I like stuffed, by the way. Yeah, because we, we, we love a big dick. <laughs> um, okay. Weeping anything. Oh, so like... Like a weeping cunt. A weeping... Okay. I was like, anything doesn't make sense. A weeping that, um, I get Rod. <laughs> yeah weeping is definitely not the word i would use I would to describe use, no. like 
No. Like a drunk pussy. No. Thank you. Okay, not the last one. Honeypot. Which makes it sound like a Mario Kart <laughs> thing. Prize. Ugh. Yeah, no. I think it's, not, it's the first one on the list. It's not a it's pot. It's the pot that bothers me. It's the yeah. pot that bothers me. Because honeypot honey is the first one. On the... Yes. Like, honeydew honey is nice. It's like the reference honey to do. the taste is nice. The reference to like the consistency or whatever. But not This a is the only one where like I feel the reference to warmth almost. Which yes. is like, okay, I can get behind that. But not a pot. Not a pot. And that goes back to canal where it's like, how big is this? <laughs> how wide? What? <laughs> anatomically what's going on here i think we talk about like we joke about how like in smut in some poorly written smut like there's very unclear identify like identify oh what is it like unclear knowledge of male anatomy yeah and i think what this list has proven to us is that there's equally really bad understanding of female anatomy Oh, absolutely. And we've talked about that. I think in probably our yeah. first episode because there isn't a lot of, you know, the word. Give me a minute. Okay. What What does it mean when <laughs> there isn't a lot of like verbiage for lack of better yeah. for like female anatomy for many reasons, right? Because we just yeah. recently realized that Oh, what the honey pot is really bad. is, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's, a I mean, few as long as, go ahead. as long as people still think on both sides of this, like on, from all gender and sex people, as long as people still think that women pee out of their like vaginas, then there's not, very low hope. <laughs> yeah, I remember being a child and not a child. I was much older than a child. I was like. I should have known we had three holes and I didn't. Oh, yeah. But I remember telling people in high school, high school, and I'm like, how do you not know? You have a period. How do you pee with a tampon? Because well, you, well, there's not like, there's not a, the urethra is so small that you like, you just think oh, it yeah. comes out of this. Yeah. But then it's like, there's certain instances where it's like, you should have, which I guess like in high school, it's also common for not everybody to wear like tampons. But yeah. the girl specifically that I'm thinking of right now, like she was an athlete. She regularly wore tampons. So did she just take it out every time and put in a new Dead tampon? Yeah, you're like, logistically, what's going on? Yeah, like how do you come to this conclusion? <laughs> yeah. So um, an, honor an honorable mention. Yes. That is in my Orc Sworn series. <laughs> they refer to the cock as the prick. And I don't like it. No, I, I don't like it. And it's just something I kind of had to like get over. And even after trying to get used to it, I still don't like it. Um, so that's weird. Don't like prick. Sorry, Finn Fenley. It feels to me the same way that like pussy yeah. does. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. Cause it's like, oh, he's being a prick. Or yeah. Dick. Yeah. Or like even people will use prick, I've heard, at least on TV mostly, but like to make the penis seem smaller. Right. Like it's a little guy. <laughs> yeah. Like they say it's prick or something. And it's like meant to be insulting. And so there's no way that I could really read that and not think it 
was... I know. And that that said, they had monstrous dicks, but for some reason, prick was the word she decided to refer to it as. And I, I will say this, it was what the orcs referred to their own member, their own member as, right? So yeah. it was in there, that was their vocabulary for it. So it wasn't necessarily, whatever, she chose that. But I will say this, I like the word cock mm-hmm. as well. I really like it when it's used in sex scenes and it, it has the same effect as cunt for me. Like if it's used sparingly. I think you like those really sticky sounds. I do. Cause I prefer dick in really? sexual contests. Yeah. 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 Cause cock for me is just like, there's something almost too mundane about it for me. Yeah. I feel that way about dick, but yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It's interesting. Because, like, mundane in that, like, you use that to refer to, like, male chickens. Yeah. Well, but it- part of it is, is Milo always called sriracha sauce cock sauce for a long time. Oh, <laughs> So we could add that. Are you that turned on by sriracha? Cock sauce. I don't, I just like the cock. Like, it makes the, yeah. it makes the mouth go like that. <laughs> I think you like the C sounds, those, like. I do. Yeah. Hunt. Like, um, another thing in my Ice Planet Barbarians series, they call the, they, um, the aliens have this big, um, this big, uh, discovery of the clitoris, right? Apparently, Mm -hmm. um, female aliens don't have this because they're like very, very, very like surprised by this. And they call the clitoris the third nipple. <laughs> They're like, there's this little nipple. They just call it, because that's like the vocabulary they have for it, you know? And I think that's kind of weird. They don't use it I wouldn't be able to do that. They don't use it during sex. They only use it to kind of try and explain it. So it's only for like the first few books that they're like, that all of the like guys are like discovering what the clitoris is and that's what they... That's the word they use for it, but there's also right, the I'm... apex of the thighs. We can't Ugh. forget that. Yeah. That's Ma- no. that's Moss's favorite. Never in my life would I be able to get behind that. The sensitive bundle. That's used a lot. I'm pretty sure Armin Trout uses that. It's, I know, but I don't. It's it's bland enough that it's to get the point across, but it. The, it's not, within it the context it, it doesn't break bad. the immersion you're not like Ugh, like too yeah. much you know um at the end of the day you're gonna have to use a word to describe what's happening i just wish it wasn't bundle <laughs> the bundle of nerves so there's this creator i've got a couple of comments on that on our you know at the end of the day you got to come up with something yeah. uh actually I'll, I'll go about that first so i think part of the issue is that like we come from such a uh protestant culture that doesn't want to admit it's protestant yeah that like even though we're very like sex positive on this podcast obviously even we have a hard time because mm-hmm. there's so much like ingrained that you don't realize which gets really well, frustrating ingrained and then you don't there's a lot of not only do you have to worry about getting used to using the um 
the vocabulary and um, explaining sex and talking about sex because it's not something we're used to as a culture, but you're also don't want to be misunderstood or like, there's always the idea that, Oh, like she's saying cunt, like it's another word. Like she must be like a whore slut, whatever. It's like, there's all, there's a lot of shame that's associated with, with how people perceive you. And so then that's kind of like another element to it. Right. Well, I'm just, I'm just thinking like, even when we're writing is like, I, I don't envy the people who are having to come up with like new phrases for this because like yeah. maybe they're more popular or whatever. And like their stuff is more likely to be read because it's like, they have to tout that line of like the people reading this might also be still Christian. Yeah. And so there are things that they just can't say because they have to make sure that like, they're still. Yeah. Like FCC. they have to know their audience. Yeah. Um, there's definitely Christian romances. There's plenty of them out there that like to use rod and weeping and all that shit. Yeah. That's probably because it's a vagina. Wondering. So it can't be happy. Yeah, exactly. Um, um but even then, like Armin Trout, I remember got a lot of shit for her near threesome. Like there wasn't even like an actual threesome. He was just kind of there while it was happening. Yeah. But like that's another thing too about being a popular series too. Yeah. You're just you're just going to get you can't get away with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um the other thing I was gonna say is that very recently there was this viral TikTok and reel where this creator, I wanna say her first name is pronounced Sarah. You can't see it. I don't know why I showed it. <laughs> um her name is Sarah Gibson, and she does actually do quinn the like audio porn app mm-hmm. and <clears throat> her reel was all about like she took a measuring tape and measured out 12 inches and she was like 12 inches is not happening and i was like yeah like like yeah. rod go back to rod for a second yeah. like that's not happening that's gonna yeah. break my cervix i'm gonna bleed out yeah it's gonna bleed into uh-huh. your womb <laughs> Yeah, it's going to bleed into my womb, into my love canal. <laughs> oh my God, this is going to be so funny now when we like do when we do episodes where we're talking about sex. Yes. Be Which like, is almost oh, every episode. Canal. Yeah, her canal. <laughs> her love get, canal. We're going to get too, we're gonna get too comfortable with these words. <laughs> I hope not. But also I do kind of hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they had honeypot last because love canal is I know, just I love it. it says and drum roll please like for what no love canal is exponentially worse than anything else on that list yeah I have not heard a lot of these but I believe that they are in books somewhere yeah oh yeah 100 yeah that was a good list I'm glad we went over that. yeah me too I'm real bad I love uh, being disgusted with friends yes any last thoughts on i'm sure there's a lot of things we didn't cover but like oh yeah um last thoughts. i love sex same in books and in real life theoretically i guess but like definitely in books yeah it just has to be like not poorly written which i don't think we've read a lot of on the podcast or any of honestly yeah so there's been a few like the things the thing is is it's like it doesn't take years off of your life if you read a bad sex scene. You kind of you yeah, just forget exactly. about it. You just forget it. Like yeah. Well, I don't the thing remember is- bad sex scenes. 
the books we've explicitly read on the podcast i don't think there's been a bad sex scene i think there's like there's obviously like a, a ranking yeah but i don't think there's been like a bad one yeah i mean like there's um like a i guess a bad a memorable bad sex scene right there's not yeah there hasn't been one of those i'm yeah. sure there's sex scenes that were immemorable but yeah but there like again there wasn't anything where it was like i think we've been oh, very God. lucky with this oh no no, no yeah. there was there was one okay remember in no glint and guild it was like rapey oh yeah that wasn't that even was... a sex scene that was like a rape scene yeah. like that 100 should have been a trigger warning for that yeah that was um, awful that was awful yes um yeah i think like if you were to give me a list of all of the sex scenes we've read on the podcast i don't know that i would take any of them out never yeah never don't yeah. take that away from me if i had yeah, to exactly. give up memories yeah. for someone it would not be those agreed <laughs> um okay okay any last thoughts from you um no i think we covered it and i think you know the conversation is always continuing right like we're always yeah it's true because we're always talking about we're sex. always reading about new terms for i cannot wait for you to get parts. to the sex in the hollows same and then as i'm saying that i'm like god i hope it's as good as i remember yeah i know right you're oh i'm gonna love it you know i'm gonna love it that's it's fair i know for sure that the later very... stuff is really quality yeah i am very easy to please okay, okay. i think the only time the only time i'm like i don't like it would be like if it's just not well written which mm-hmm. we we both would then agree like yeah. yeah that one that was kind of meh yeah but it's like you know how sometimes you like you read along several books and you're like oh i can see them getting better mm-hmm. i can't remember if they're good if they're as good as they are later on as they are in the beginning yeah yeah so you yeah. were you were such but a new exactly it was the so first smut that i'd ever read yeah <laughs> um and then kind of going back to the honorable mentions again just like one final one is that in those books is where we get like the power pull as like part of sex mm. which like obviously we can't do because we're human but it seems really hot I care. So, yes yeah. yes i'm excited yeah okay all right thank you for listening and joining us for another week thanks you guys make sure to like and subscribe to the pod we're on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts wherever you pod until next time happy reading happy reading bye dragon I remember hearing about that but I never watched it it's not great I remember watching it a few times